0: Broadcasting from the wine country in California, this is the Kick-Ass Relationship Show, where intimate secrets and modern advice for couples is shared to elevate your relationship to live sexier, happier, and have way more fun. We believe success in life is better when mixed with excitement and love. And now, here's your Kick-Ass Relationship Coach and best-selling author, Midori Verity.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We have a very fun show today because we're talking all about creating our dream life. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought, wow, it would be so awesome to live our dream life together with with my partner or with my big squeeze, whoever it is. Doesn't that sound so much fun, but does it sound scary to you? Are you not even sure where to start to make it a reality? That's okay, because today my guests are going to be teaching us how they did it, how they started, how they went from the career that they had to completely changing and living off the grid, traveling the world, and actually making a living. So you want to stay with us for this, because we're going to be asking them all kinds of fun questions. But as always, we are going to kick off the show with my three minutes to thrive, and today we are talking all about the magic rubber band. For those of you who are watching the video, you see a rubber band around my wrist. It's actually, it's a little hair pony, But let me tell you what this is all about. You know, when you get really frustrated with your partner or with your kids or with your boss to the point where all you want to do is scream at them because maybe they drop their towel on the ground (laughs) for the millionth time or they said something that was so rude and you just want to go up and like throw your shoe at their head i've been there so let me tell you about this what this is this whole rubber band trick it's about a brain interact and how it works is when you notice that something happens and your your blood pressure is elevating and you're getting really upset and you're noticing that you are responding the way that you've always responded with anger, frustration, whatever it is, but it's in a way that you don't want to yeah. do it anymore. You want to break that habit. So what yeah. you do is you take, and I can hear Christian and I can hear Sebastian and Stefan in the background. You guys, you guys are with me. You guys get this. So what you do yeah. for both of you, you put this little rubber band or hair pony and you snap it. Did you guys hear that? You snap it. Because it causes just enough pain that it, it is a brain interrupt. But then what you do, you have to do step number two, which is you input what you want to change. So I'll give you an example. My husband used to drive my car all the time. We've been together since we were in college. He used to drive my car all the time, and he would never put gas in it. So I would get my car ready to go about my day, and there'd be no gas, no gas. And so one day he did it and we had been married for a long time. I had probably told him at least 550 million times to put gas in my car and he didn't. And so I was super frustrated and I was ready to go let him have it. But I remembered the rubber band trick. So I snapped the rubber band as I was going up the stairs to the office. And what I did was I replaced those angry, frustrated thoughts with more positive ones. And what I did was I thought, okay, so what, has he done that makes me happy? Oh, he washed the dishes last night. In fact, he even had a glass of wine waiting for me when I came home from work. And he coaches my kids, and I just started filling in all the positives about them, and it really that uh, so that I could think more positively. And by the time I got to the top of the stairs, I was no longer frustrated and angry and I was able to approach him in a much more positive, careful, constructive manner so that our communication was actually much more successful. Make sense? Do you guys get this? So that is it. It's the magic rubber band trick. So that's your three minutes to thrive. I hope that helped you guys, but it works like magic and it only takes a second. So let's jump into our interview starting now. Let me tell you about Stefan and Sebastian. They are a gay couple traveling the world. They are known as the nomadic boys um, in their blog. And one they are one of the biggest names in the gay travel world with over 75,000 monthly visitors to their blog and they have a, a following of over 200,000 on their social media that is a huge reach they've been together for over eight years and recently got engaged in columbia
2: congratulations guys (laughs) thank you midori thank Thank you very much hello everyone Um, hello can you hear
1: us yes we can hear you we can hear you so we're just just telling telling about you guys but i you know i saw you guys the reason why we invited both of you to the show is i was checking you out i was looking at travel blogs you know, for for me and for what I teach to all my couples and the people who work with me, we talk a yes. lot about designing our lives. And you guys have done that.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So
1: we want to know how you did all this. What inspired you guys to 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 transform your lives? What was there a certain thing that happened, or is this something that you thought about for a long time? Tell us. Tell us about your journey.
2: Well, to start with, uh, just so quick, I'm I'm Stefan. The British accent is Stefan, and Sebastian is with the French accent. Sebastian is the French accent. <laughs> so okay. hello. Um, we've French. we've been we've been together for almost years, and um, from the start of our relationship, we we always loved travelling. Um, we were in our, our previous jobs in London. I used to be a lawyer in London, and Seb used to be, work in the finance industry for uh, doing computing. And there were there were jobs which we you know they were okay they were just paying the bills they were toddling along nicely but it wasn't where we wanted to go with our lives it, we wanted to do something um, which we were passionate about which was travel and amongst other things and try to make um, a career out of it in some way that was the the obvious the dream uh, but initially we started by saving up for several years just for a um, something like a sabbatical around Asia for two years. And Nomadic Boys started from that and, and, and grew from then.
1: Okay, so but you've been saved up for a long time. So that's good for everyone to know because, you know, some of us think, okay, well, I am so sick of my life. I'm going to just go sell everything and go off on my own. But that sounds like that was not your approach.
2: Well, but we, we've met um, a lot of couples. And the single travelers as well on on my way that did that. And, you know, there's no, I don't think there's a right way to do it. It really depends um, on on you and what what risk you're you're willing to take as well. And for me, travel, I've always um, dreamed of of having such a lifestyle as traveling um, since I was a child. And um, working was just a way for me to get there. But I've always wanted to try to. Um, travel the world and meet people and, and new friends and cultures. And, and that's always been my, my goal. When I met Stefan uh, in 2009, we started talking about this because I really wanted to um, make this happen for the both of us. And he was so excited about this. And this is how how it happened, really. Yeah. Uh, and now it's been, it's been over three years that we're traveling. And it's just been um, an incredible experience. Absolutely. Um, for in terms of travels, but also in terms of our relationship together.
1: Okay, so when you so it sounds like you've planned it for a while. How many years did you guys plan ahead?
2: Uh, we start with, so we we got together in two thousand and nine. It was around two thousand and twelve so when we when we really sat down and committed to
0: yeah.
2: um, saving up and and coming up with a a, a, a more long-term goal for what for, for all of this, yeah.
0: Although and, then, nomadic, and then
2: we left. Sorry, we left London in 2014. Yeah. The initial plan was to travel for 18 months um, in in Asia, and this is what we did. The Nomadic Boys and what's it, um, what it's it become today, it wasn't a plan at the beginning. It wasn't. Oh my God, I want to be um, a blogger, or we didn't really think about where it could go, and it. it it's as we started traveling in Asia and we started writing about our experience as a gay couple traveling in Asia, that the group, the, the blog started to grow and we started to um, see a business opportunity here and we're trying to make it happen and try to leave out of it. And it became a business now.
1: Okay. So I like that because I want everyone to kind of hear what they said is that they, they did have a plan. It was an 18 month plan, but then as you're going, Things just started working out, and you were able to pivot and change. You started, you know, you started your blog, and so I like. I think it's important to be, especially if you're traveling, right, or or if you are. the The, the theme of this is not necessarily just creating a travel life, but just creating your dream life, whatever your dream is, because we all have different ideas in our head. So, but we need to be able to pivot. Because sometimes new opportunities arise or sometimes the path that you were going down isn't going to be good. So you gotta be able to pivot and be okay with it. And that's what it sounds like you guys yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Was there any apprehension by either of you before you got started on the screen? Yeah,
2: there was there was um it was a stress of having to go back to the life that we had before we left. Oh, yeah, we didn't want neither of us wanted to go back to London and go back to law for Stefan and go back to Simons. I wanted a change in my life, but uh, we both wanted a change in our life, but we we were not quite sure what it would be. We didn't know what the trip would would uh, bring to our lives, really. Now nomadic boy happened, and this is the direction we took. but when we left, we thought, okay, we hope. Without hoping at the same time, because you can't hope too much about something to happen. But we were hoping that we could find some somehow um, a place that we wanted to. I don't know, buy buy a guest house or a restaurant and settle there, or um, finding something that would become a passion for the both of us. And nomadic boys happen, and this is our passion today. But we, we had that dream. We didn't, and that just, the, the the apprehension, as you're saying, it was to come back to our lives.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it's almost like a maybe a fear or not a fear. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, you just you wanted to make it work. It was too strong of a reason not to come back. That you had to figure out a way to make this new life work. Is that is that a better way to frame it?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's more Correct. correct.
1: Okay, and so as you were going, did you kind of have that mindset that no matter what? We are going to find a way to change our lives. We are not going to go back and be in finance and be an attorney anymore. We're going to find, find you know, we're cutting, we're cutting
2: that bridge and we're going to find a new way. I mean, a new in, way. It was, and, and, and how it initially started was, um, the Seb was looking to ways of, of, of working online and he got into the industry of SEO, search engine optimization. Where you just need internet and you can be anywhere you want, you can be location independent. In my case, it was more of law, you're restricted to the jurisdiction you qualified in. So I was in England and Wales, it, I, that, that's not a transferable skill. I couldn't be a lawyer outside. so I was looking at what 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 could I do? because I didn't want to continue with that profession. So I was looking, I was initially looking at teaching um, English abroad or, or going to some sort of profession, which is a transferable skill where you work anywhere. And that's how we discovered uh, the, the, the world of blogs, initially, and travel blogs. And, and uh, I was Googling what former lawyers did. and I found one in Canada, called Legal Nomads, who'd, who'd, who'd done just that. And to me, that was the inspiration behind it all. Uh, and, and essentially, the beauty of it is the location independence. So as long as you have internet, you can be anywhere you want. Now, the difficulty, of course, is... Um, the difficulty that comes with self-employment. You, ha- you need the discipline to, to sit down and say, right, this is work time, this is, this is uh, weekend time, this is time when I have to work. That, that's, that's the hard part. Fun, but hard.
1: Okay, so yeah, because still most of us need to make some sort of living. And so it's not from yeah. what I'm hearing you say, you don't just go out and think, okay, we're free and we can do whatever we want all the time. But I have a little realistic um, plan involved yeah in i
2: think it would be, yeah absolutely you, that, it would be dangerous to do that and it would be disingenuous of us to say that's what you should do you should definitely have a plan a uh, backup plan and of course um uh, know how to that's not but you need to financially plan it as well in a sensible manner yeah
1: okay so let's go there because i want to know more about your blog because what how many number, your numbers are Crazy high, seventy-five thousand monthly visitors, and you have two hundred thousand followers on social media. Wow, that is a lot, and you did that in
2: three Thank years. You.
1: In three years, up, you created yeah. that following.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is um, yes, yeah, this is after, uh, after three years. I mean, what okay, so every day.
1: <laughs> let's talk about the business end of this a little bit because that's a huge part of it. You know. Regardless of what your fantasy is or the dream life that you want to create, you still have to have that income somewhere, coming from somewhere. So let's talk about the business end uh, of what you guys are doing. So yep. I can't remember, was it Stefan or uh, Stefan? Sorry, I'm saying your name wrong. Stefan or Sebastian that became the SEO expert?
2: The French one, the SEO expert.
1: <laughs> okay, so the friend became the SEO expert, and yeah, you know, yeah. how long did it take you to start building? How did you figure out this is going to be our way? We're going to make money off of our blog and off of our followers.
2: Well, it's it's um uh, there are many ways to make money out there, and you will find a lot of resources online that will explain to you how you can make money, but okay. you need you need to be. Um, you need to do a lot of research and you need to have um uh, you need to be able to identify how what areas can bring money when it comes to a website and one of one of the ways to make money is through affiliate marketing which is um somehow um you get you, you recommend services of companies online and you will get a commission for, for people that you will refer to this company. It's a small commission, but this is a way to make money. And at least it pays for, um, it will pay for the blog and uh, the hosting services because there's a lot of uh, uh, operating cost when you run a blog. And the more you have traffic, the more it becomes expensive. So you need, to be able to, you need to be able to pay for this. So this is one way. And SEO is basically search engine optimization. So this is a way to target the right keywords so that people find your content when they're looking for something on Google and you, you have tools that you can use to do that, or you can just use common sense because you, we, we use Google every day, so we know how to use it. So we kind of know what people are looking for, the, the kind of the, the, the keywords that the combinations that they would be using when they travel to a place, because we use that all the time. So we kind of, it, it's easy to target these keywords. And this is what we've been doing with Nomadic Boys, always focusing on, on the gay travel related keywords, but um, always in, in, uh, in accordance to the destinations that we visit. Um, and then there are other ways to make money through um, uh, freelancing, for instance, writing for other magazines and uh, online publications, or guest posting companies that um, want to work with us or have several projects that they want to undertake and they want some promotion, online marketing promotion, social media promotion. There are many different ways to make money and to pay the bills, basically.
1: And did you find some of that, like, did you know all of that before you got started? Or was that just a lot? I know that you had an idea, but did you just kind of figure out some of those ways of making money as you went?
2: I, I knew about online marketing. I knew about affiliation because um, I've I've had friends who are in, in a different business, not travel related, but who were working online and, and they were making, making money using online affiliation. And actually, most of the companies that I used to work for a company that was using that as well, making money online, because most companies will use the system of affiliation to, to make money. They will, they will pay commissions to the people, that, to websites that, they, that will refer traffic to them. And this is how, somehow, this is how the internet works recommendations and commission-based. So yeah, I, I knew a little bit about that, but I didn't know about travel related, uh, content marketing that we could use for, um, travel related content. And we learned that on the way together through, and with, by speaking with other bloggers who, who, who become successful and also, uh, by reading a lot of resources online.
1: Okay. Got it. So, Have you? I know you guys travel all over and meet all kinds of people. Have you met other couples or individuals who are doing something similar to you where they left their world behind to go just become nomads and go travel everywhere but they aren't doing the blogging? Have you met anyone else who who has found a way to make it still a way to make money and be able to live the life that they want?
2: There are um, quite a large number of of people who've done a similar thing, both straight couples, gay couples, and uh, single travelers. Uh, we've seen ma- mainly in, in North America, Canada, and uh, UK. I think the majority we've seen, Well you, you're, you're shaking your head at me. No, no, no. We've well, seen there's quite a few that um, we've we, we met along the way. And well, I mean, without being cynical, some of them uh, do it. And then they realize, I'm talking for, for couples, that it's too intense for them, it doesn't work, and they end up breaking up, which is a sad story. We've seen a few of those happen. Uh, but more more often than not, I'm pleased to say, the couples we've met have just made managed to make it work. And it's, it, it, it's, the way we see it, it's like our baby. Nomadic boys is like our baby. At the, at the moment, we're both 35. We don't really have an interest in, in having children. And so we see nomadic boys as our, as our baby. Uh, uh, sounding a bit corny with it. Yeah. I, I think Midori, your question was, have we met couples who actually became, um, you know, travel nomads without having a blog or we, without working online? That was your question, right?
1: Not working online, but just finding a different, some, another way to make income that didn't involve writing a blog. So, you know, I know some people who, cause I've kind of been in this world for a while that their only requirement is that they have wi-fi because they're running a coaching program or something like that and they can travel the whole world as long yes. as they have yes. Wi-Fi
2: so in their laptop. We've, we've met a lot of people who have, who it's become their lifestyle but they, they they become teacher teacher is really is a really good way to especially travel the asia. world so especially in asia and and you, you would get good wages and you can stay a year from somewhere and then you can travel around places 'Cause Asia somehow Southeast Asia for instance is a kind of a small area and you can fly pretty much everywhere, anywhere in one or two hours. So you can go on weekends, you can go three, or four days at capad anywhere in Southeast Asia. So if you have if you are teaching, if you have a job somewhere, it's very easy to explore the area. Um, other people will work in um, uh, or so we over will open as well guest houses or invest into some kind of uh, businesses. Um, to make money and be able to travel, so there are several ways to do that. Working online is not the only way. Now nowadays we hear a lot about people working online and bloggers. There's a lot more and more and more bloggers every day. Everyone is kind of a blogger today, but um, it's not the only way to make money. And 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 they both they all, all all ways to work, whether it's teaching or blogging, requires a lot of, um, a lot of hours of working. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Well, those are good things to know, though. So there are other options for those people who don't love to write or are not natural writers. We're going to go into a quick. We're going to go into a real quick break, you guys, two minutes. And when we come back, we are going to be talking to Stefan and Stefan and Sebastian about what are some of the things that you you talk you just hit on it a second ago about for some couples it doesn't work out. So we are going to hit on that, what we should be aware of and what to do in case it doesn't work out. We're going to be hitting on all kinds of other things. So stay with us. Hey, this is me, Dory, and I want to express how grateful I am for you joining me on my show. And for this, I have a very special gift for you that I am super excited to tell you about. It's a tool. And it's a tool that I have for those of you who are in a relationship and maybe feeling frustration and anxiety revolving around this partnership, like all of us do at some point, right? But it doesn't have to stay this way. The tool I'm talking about is my Energized Relationship Quiz. All you do is you simply answer six super simple questions, enter your email, and then my custom diagnosis will pop up and reveal the relationship issue after that, it'll give you the tools to change your situation starting today, right away, right now. So stop arguing over the same things. Get your relationship back to that healthy and happy place you want it. And love being with your partner again. Yes, it can happen. Here's the coolest part. It's free. And like I said earlier, it's only six super easy questions. So all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Midori Verity and type quiz in my messenger and it'll take you right to the quiz. If you have questions, simply ask me on messenger and I'll personally answer. In fact, I would love to hear your feedback. So once again, just go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Midori Verity and type quiz in my messenger. That's it forward to connecting with you welcome back everyone we are having a great conversation with stefan and sebastian and they are telling us all about how they created their dream life and how you can too but they mentioned something in the last segment about how some couples that they've met have their fantasies and they're you know they're trying to live it and they realize uh-oh, this is not what we thought. And maybe I don't even like my partner that much and they split up. So let's visit that a little bit, you guys. Let's talk about that. What have you seen? What are some things that we should be aware of? Because sometimes our fantasy isn't as fabulous as maybe we were hoping.
2: But first of all, one thing about traveling is that you're always with the person you're traveling with, absolutely. Most of the time, you will be with the person you travel All with. All of the time. And you're sharing and you're sharing the same room. So you're not in your house or your apartment and you have a lot of space. You would be sharing a room. Whether it's a nice hotel or a hostel, it would be sharing a room. You be and sharing that room, intense the, you, the relationship will become more intense. And inevitably, inevitably that's going to either make you uh, closer or... You realise, ah, we're not meant to be together. I think that's really what it comes down to. Before in London, we have our nine to five jobs back home, uh, so I'd say goodbye to seven in the morning, and then we'd reunite in the afternoon. You have that separation time, and then, um, when travelling, there is no separation unless you actively make time for me time, and and th- th- that's really, I think, that the, the crux of it. Some couple, some couples are meant to handle that. You you travelling together has definitely made us more. Um, intense our relationship we've got a lot closer together I've learned a hell of a lot more about said than I knew before uh, in a good way sadly we've seen a few where they realize you know what this isn't meant for us we're not meant to be together and they've broken up Mm. yeah
1: yeah and so I think that's important in fact let me just (laughs) let me just share this I was interviewing a lady a couple weeks ago and we were talking about lifestyles sexual lifestyles and she's all about you know being accepting and, um, and looking into different types of lifestyles, such as swinging or, um, BDSM, you know, all kinds of things. But for some couples, they, you know, they get excited about it and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they do it and they realize, holy cow, this is absolutely not what I thought. And it freaked me out and this isn't, and this isn't working for me. So it still is. I mean, obviously that's a much different, um, explanation, but, it happens, and I think it's important for people to think about that—to—to to not get too wrapped up in the excitement, but to get a little bit real and think about problems that can anticipate issues that can arise and discuss all those conversations. And you know, for some people, maybe they do need the me time. You know, like you were mentioning, you two are are doing really well together, um, and spending a lot of time together, but. But for some couples, it's important to have some separation time. So kind of planning it out. Okay, so what can we do so that we're not together 24-7? And what are some ideas so that we can make this work for us? And, you know, so have you guys run into Because you guys are together a lot. So have you run into any situations where you thought we need to make some pivots or some changes in the way that we're handling this?
2: They, they, they are. We can't say that we spent the last three years without a single argument because we Oh, definitely. Couples will argue. Yes. <laughs> and And Stéphane is a bit of a drama queen as well. That's so a French <laughs> one's a drama queen. I've, I'm taking. Look, look, I'm taking away your elastic band advice. That's genius. I like that. I'll
1: send, <laughs> but, I'll send you a little band.
2: Brilliant. But um, um it, if it happens, it's usually for little things like, but one. one one tip I would give for anyone who's traveling, always have a snack with you when you travel. What? Because you don't know where your snack for eat for, to, to eat when you travel. Because you don't know when you're hungry. Exactly. You don't know when you're going to eat or you don't know when you're going to find a restaurant, You you're going to find a restaurant. And that can lead to arguments. Because when you're lost somewhere so and you're hungry, this is the worst time. And this is where you're going to put the stress in the relationship. So always have a snack with you. <laughs> Definitely. Oh. And work as a team as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, in, in the United States, I don't know about where you guys are, but in the United States, there's a commercial that is out, and, it, and it's all about not being hungry, and how your whole Snickers. personality changed. huh? Yeah.
2: Snickers. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, the Snickers one. Yeah, so you see it. Whenever, when, when, when said hungry, I make sure there's some sort of Snickers around, <laughs> and and <laughs> then the Maddie boys is fine, as long as been fair <laughs> <Good> to
1: <point. laughs> so have it in your backpack and you're like here you go because you're bugging me right now absolutely but those things work yeah. out, right okay yeah. so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about travel because i think that is super exciting but you know there's i want to know different types different places that you've been that are your favorite based on a few different things so i'm going to ask you so for budget someone who's on a budget what,
2: what is one, one or two of your favorite places to go? We're on budget, Asia is definitely the place to go. Southeast Asia specifically. Um, places like Thailand, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar, that, that, that circle of Southeast Asia countries. It's, it's very good on the budget. Um, places, they're, 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 in particular for gay couples, they're very, they're, they're, for Asia standards, very gay friendly. And they're in, so different to what we know in the West in terms of the culture but the food the, the 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 style of dressing the the way they live it's so different so you get everything there uh, so to, to answer that specific question definitely asia southeast asia
1: okay
2: that's yeah. good to know go ahead to give you just a, to give you an example if you in cambodia we 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 found easily rooms mm-hmm in a hotel with a swimming pool and breakfast included for 15 or $20 a night for the two of us. And that was in Cambodia. And we're not talking hostels. We're talking mid range. That's not
1: a youth hostel that we're talking about. We're talking about.
2: Like hotels, guest houses, you know, proper, proper places where you would go. if If you went on the holidays for two weeks, very nice places. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So what if we're going into Europe, my husband and I, it's going to be our 30th, no, our 25th wedding anniversary, but we'll have been together. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? So, um, our 25th wedding anniversary is going to be my husband's 50th birthday next year. And so we're going to go to Europe and stay there for a long time. What are some suggestions for Europe to make our money go a little bit farther?
2: The more the, the the blunt answer, the more the more east you go in Europe, the cheaper it gets. Uh, if you if you if you go to uh, north and west Europe, the Scandinavian countries, UK, uh, Seb would probably say more about France. It's more expensive. Yeah. You, the, the the more you go into Germany's all right, and then you go into Poland, uh, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Hungary, okay. uh, that that sort of central eastern part of Europe. It's very it, that, that is the more budget friendly part. But then, of course, if if you're going for your first time to Europe, you want to hit the big highlights. Most people want to hit the big highlights, which is going to be Paris and uh, Barcelona and lots of places in in Italy like Rome and Florence and Athens, uh, which are, I'd I'd say, around the same budget as USA. I think California, San Francisco, we've not been. We really want to go, but we're told San Francisco has become incredibly expensive Mm -hmm. and expensive. so coming from there, maybe you'd you'd see you'd find it cheap, maybe you'd yeah. find it uh, uh, p- perhaps more affordable. I'd say it's on par with Florida. We've been to Florida, yeah. and I, I saw a similarity between Florida yeah. budgets and say uh, restaurants in France, yeah, and that part of Europe, yeah, UK and Scandinavia, especially Scandinavian countries like Sweden, Norway, Finland. They're very expensive. The, the, the most that we've been to, most expensive places we've been to. Uh,
1: that's good to know. I was not aware of that. I know like uh, Southern uh, southern France is very expensive, but yeah. But okay, so what about, the, I, we, when we travel, we usually stay in hotels. I, I have to admit, I am a hotel. I love hotels. I love them. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah, we have stayed in some of the Airbnbs and some of them are great. Some of them are a total miss so yeah. do you have suggestions as far as that goes because i know that staying in a in general staying in a home can be a much better value
2: yes it is i i agree with you i i love hotels as well and um we 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 do airbnb from time to time when we spend um when we spend um, a longer time in a place if we're going to spend maybe 10 days or two weeks somewhere yeah. then we want to have the the flexibility of being able to cook we love cooking, so far it's important to have a nice, a good kitchen. And also it's a great way to, like if you spend two weeks somewhere, you can make friends and then basically you can cook together, you can find ways to interact. Uh, whereas in a hotel room, you don't really um, get that. Um, so it really depends what, how long you're staying in the place and, and what you're looking for. The Airbnb experience can be excellent or it can be really bad. It, and you never know what you're gonna get based on your um, on, on what you're looking for. I'm very picky with things. So for me, it's very hard to please me. So finding a good Airbnb, I'm gonna have a hard time trying to find something that I like and I'm gonna ask all sorts of questions when I contact the host. Um, but you can find good gems on Airbnb. No, advisor, I think. Go ahead, what were you gonna oh, say? So I was gonna say, uh, we like hotels, but what we what we what we like are those little gems that you find, uh, more boutique hotels which are more personal, more personable. And you, you, Tripadvisor is great for finding those because if you find the big hotel brands on there, uh, but they have a speciality section mm-hmm. which will list the more guest house boutique, breakfast. smaller, pre- smaller places, bed and breakfasts, and uh, those are definitely worth considering, especially. Um, when you're looking at budget they, they are usually cheaper than bigger hotels
1: okay that's good to know you know and I have one little tip as far as hotels go and this I use this in San Francisco you guys so when you come I'm very close to San Francisco so come find me and I'll and I'll entertain you guys but um, San Francisco or even just in California I use this all the time hotels tonight that app there's certain apps that, are are better than others and so if you can do last minute travel which i'm notorious oh. for hotels tonight can give you some really good deals on hotel rooms um especially in the off season right. but that's that's a good resource
2: brilliant noted that's really good yes, yes. yes. So, okay.
1: Yeah, okay i've a a question for you guys really quick before we go into the next commercial um you you talked about staying in a house that you can meet, you know, and when you meet other people, it's fun to have them over. Sometimes one of my thoughts is that when you're traveling for a long period of time, it can, it can get lonely. And so what are yeah. some ways you guys have found to meet other people that you enjoy being
2: around? Well, the, the, funnily enough, traveling in Asia where, uh, and I'm talking from, a, from our perspective as a gay couple, there is, most countries... Uh, it's illegal to be gay there, or it's 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 immoral. You um, it can get you into a lot of trouble. So there's, there's there's a limited gay scene. What I'm getting at is because of the lack of the gay scene, the the local gay communities turn to the gay dating apps like Grinder and Hornet uh, to to meet. They, that, that those apps become the gay scene. Now we're we're a monogamous couple. We've been together since 2009, so we've never needed to use those apps. And those apps took off just after we got together. So we were in Russia, and a friend of ours said. We, I couldn't find you in, 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 in Grindr before arriving. And we said, well, we don't use it. And he said to me that, well, here we use it for uh, a meeting up because there's no gay bars here. We use Grinder as a way to, to communicate. It's sort of an extension of the gay scene. So we created a profile on there. And, and through that, in, in places like China, in Sri Lanka, in Nepal, India, we met a lot of friends uh, who we just wanted to meet Westerners, practice their English, then they showed us around. And it's a fantastic way. Uh, as a gay couple, that we made friends. Now, in Latin America, where we are, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Here, being gay is more is more accepted, uh, and and grinder is grinder for uh, people looking for predominantly sex. So we don't use it here as much. It's more easier to make to make friends here locally, uh, than th- because there are more gay places. That's how we would uh, mean friends, and it's a great way. It, it really embellishes an experience meeting locals who show you a place from their perspective. And for us, that has, that has been the most rewarding experience in our travels, definitely.
1: I agree. I love. I lived in Mexico for six months when I graduated college, and just wow. meeting those people changed everything. You just got a true feel for what it's like in that country and what the people are yeah. really like, and not what sometimes um, you hear from politicians. So it's, Absolutely. I encourage everyone to get out there and go actually meet the locals and see what they're truly about, and it will change your perspective in so many ways. Uh, but that, those are great tips. So we're going to go into a really quick break, you guys, and then we're coming back, and we are going to put Stefan and Sebastian on the hot seat and ask them some crazy questions. So, oh, my goodness. We can't wait. So make sure you stay with us. Hey, this is me, Dory, and I want to express how grateful I am for you joining me on my show. And for this, I have a very special gift for you that I am super excited to tell you about. It's a tool, and it's a tool that I have for those of you who are in a relationship and maybe feeling frustration and anxiety revolving around this partnership like all of us do at some point, right? But it doesn't have to stay this way. The tool I'm talking about is my Energized Relationship Quiz. All you do is you simply answer six super simple questions, enter your email, and then my custom diagnosis will pop up and reveal the relationship issue. After that, it'll give you the tools to change your situation starting today, right away, right now. So stop arguing over the same things. Get your relationship back to that healthy and happy place you want it. And love being with your partner again. Yes, it can happen. Here's the coolest part, it's free. And like I said earlier, it's only six super easy questions. So all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Midori Verity, and type quiz in my messenger and i will take you right to the quiz. If you have questions, simply ask me on Messenger, and I'll personally answer. In fact, I would love to hear your feedback. So once again, just go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Worry Verity, and type quiz in my Messenger. That's it. I look forward to connecting with you. Hello everyone, we are having so much fun with Stefan and Sebastian, finding out how we can meet new friends when we're traveling and making sure that we always have a snack in our pocket so that in those moments when our partner is not being so lovely because they're starving, we have have a solution for that. So we have heard all kinds of great tidbits but now we are about to get into our game and I love it. (laughs) Okay, so we are going to be doing some risqué table topics with Stefan and Christian, you guys ready?
2: Yes.
1: Okay, so here's the deal. When I ask the questions, You guys have to be totally honest. There are no passes in my game. There is no like fluffing it and trying to change the subject. You have to answer the question. You guys clear, you guys get it? Okay,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, all right, the first question. Have you ever cheated?
2: Nope, nope.
1: Seriously, okay, what about in school? Did you ever cheat?
2: In high school, did you ever cheat? I no, I, w- I wasn't out at high school. Um, I wasn't oh, you 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 were. You were an. trying boy. to think. Oh yeah, I think, I'm a, I'm kind Seb of. Seth has stories, but it's it's too early in the day to talk about some stories. I think. <laughs> no, <I, laughs> will save those for our no,
1: night, night, yeah, night
2: Yeah, I can't uh, remember something like a precise event, but I know I've done that. Yeah, I've done that in the past. As a as a child, especially, I would I would find a way to cheat. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I like I like spending time trying to find a way to do it.
1: Okay, but what I like about your answer, you guys, when I first asked that question, have you ever cheated? Both of you were very quick with yeah. the notes. Very, very yeah. quick. Very hasty. <laughs> okay, so here's the yeah. next question. Let's move on. If you were asked to lie on a job recommendation for a friend, would you do it?
2: Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> depends, depends, who, depends who is it. Depends who what friend and yeah, I, I can take risks for my friends, definitely, but depends what kind of friends.
1: Yeah. We can embellish a little bit for our favorites, right?
2: Yes, 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 yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, you know, that's why whenever I, I get applications and it, you know, they put in their, um, the people for, for me to contact, I always know, you know what? those people are only going to say beautiful things about these about this person because they put them down so you know whatever but exactly. but it's all part of life. okay let's Exactly. See. okay so here i know you guys don't have kids but you were kids so this question will fit for you when is it okay for parents to spy on their kids
2: so when is it okay for parents to spy on their kids uh Correct. my 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 sister is about to start going through that with her ten year old nephew. Uh, that they, they need a computer for school, and that obviously raises issues of internet access and then what can they access. And uh, that's now the age where they have to look at it because as boys mature, they start looking at porn and they start looking at other things. And you've got to you got to be you've got to be careful. Yeah. So,
1: so in that situation with the internet, you're saying yeah. it's okay to spy a little bit and just make sure that they're being safe.
2: Well. What do you mean by spy? If it's if, if the objection is to keep them safe, and and make sure that you don't have um, a, what, someone who is paedophile looking at trying to to, to, to contact them. I think of course it's natural for parents to need to do that. Definitely, yeah. I, I think I think there's a trust issue here because if you're the child and you know your parents are spying on you, then you, it means that somehow they don't trust you, and for that reason, and I think I wouldn't do it. But again, I'm not, I'm not a parent. It's very difficult to, to get into these shoes. But yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's the trust issues, the trust issue for me,
1: yeah. I agree. I think I that think it's a fine line. You know, we have to keep our yes. kids um,
2: Yeah.
1: But sometimes also as a parent, there's things that you find out that you wish you didn't know. It's not gonna help anything. So there are times where Maybe we looked a little bit too much. So it's just, um, I, you know, being a parent's hard. It is hard to always know the right thing. So it's just interesting to hear your perspectives on that. But here's another question. Which vices would you most like to indulge in if there were no consequences?
2: Oh, Seb, you, you know, your chips. Yeah, thank you. Seb loves eating chips. Cool. Yeah, well, chips? definitely chips is my, my little weakness. Seb <laughs> 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 loves eating chips. but and, and you would think, oh, French French people, they, they don't eat chips. But I mean, well, not chips, fries. You say French fries. But um, I love French fries. I love them. I love them. I do anything for French fries and mayonnaise.
1: <laughs> okay, so your advice would be French fries and chips.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. That's... It goes to, yeah. That goes to protocol. We like to keep fit, but keeping fit means that you have to be, you have to, you have to be careful with your intake of cakes and fatty foods, but we love cakes and fatty foods and chocolates. and it's, it's, it's hard to, and the older you get, the, the, the harder it gets to shift off the weight cause. But that's, so I think that's, that's my advice. If I could. Yeah.
1: It, it, and it stinks. I think as we get older, that should be less of an issue. That's what I think. I think that as we get older, we should be able to eat those things that we weren't that we didn't eat when we were younger. Don't you think? I
2: agree with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should be able to drink more and do all those things and have fun. But it just doesn't agree with with us as we get older, unfortunately. Okay, let's see. Um, Is justice or mercy more important?
2: Justice or mercy? In justice. So, is so your question is justice or mercy? Yeah, is justice I mean, or mercy more important? Um, my mind just thinks about the Game of Thrones now. what <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've just been watching. Um, mercy, mercy. Oh, it, there's, it, there's a fine line as well. It's very yeah. difficult. It's a case by, by case. Yeah, I was going to say um, the same. So, it kind of depends oh, on the situation. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's,
2: so it depends on the crime. It I really it, depends on, on, on the crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, and it I depends think, on and depends on the country as well. It does. Some, so some, some does. crimes have some some crimes are not equal uh, in some countries, and you That's get a, a lot more for the same crime in some countries well, that you get Do you crime?
1: My son just went to India, but on the way um, with his high school. On the way to India, they stopped in China. Do you know it is illegal to chew gum in China? Are you aware of that?
2: Really? Oh my yes. God, no, I didn't
1: know. Yes. Yeah, you... you guys, it sounds like you travel there, so just make sure you keep that in mind. You don't want to go to jail for gum. Okay, you guys, Let's, let's we're going to shift a little bit, and we are going to be talking about some other, just more personal things, such as, do you have a favorite book? that that both of you but but you know it doesn't have to be the same book but both of you enjoy or that has given you so, helped you change your life
2: for me it was um a book about uh, genghis khan and it was a series it's historical fiction called wolf of the Plain uh, by a finnish or norwegian author and he's basically taken the, his name is Con Igulden, and it's called Wolf of the Plains. And it's, he's done a three-part series about the life of Genghis Khan and his family and his dynasty. Um, it's written like it, it's a page turn. It, it, it's absolutely brilliant to read, but it's very interesting. Even though it's fiction, to, you learn about an area of history which you most likely know nothing about. I didn't know anything about. And for me, that created the wonderlust to see that part of Central Asia... Uh, you know, that, that part of Mongolia, because this this dynasty was huge. They conquered the whole of Asia. It stretched all the way to Hungary, um, and the whole of Asia. It's massive, and it had such a big cultural influence. So that created for me a wanderlust to go to Mongolia uh, during our Asia trip. So Seb, I think uh, Life of Pi. Oh, sorry. What was that? Sorry, the last. Life of Pi. Seb really liked the Life of Pi book. I was thinking Harry Potter. Oh, my Harry Potter.
1: God. <laughs> that movie was crazy i thought i didn't read the book but i did see the movie and it made you think yeah, yeah. that was my experience but though, and then as far as genghis khan i was i remember helping my son study um you know for his history class and they were studying genghis khan and some of the other regimes, and it's absolutely fascinating, and I wish that yes. schools gave out books more like the, the Wolf of the Plains. I think that's a great suggestion because it absorbs kids. It makes them more interested, and I wish that they uh, did more of that as far as education goes because I think they'd have a much better response in history class.
0: Okay, so absolutely. let me ask you
1: that. You both are, are young and gorgeous, but if you could go Thank to you. That- You're welcome. If you could go back 20 years, what advice or 15 years, you guys again are super young. What advice
2: would you give to yourselves? What if I told you what, sorry? If you have go back 15 years, what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give to 20 year old Sebastian? I would say don't worry about the future. Yeah. (laughs) Because this is what my parents have been teaching me like all my life. Yeah, worry about your future, worry that Which is sensible it, as yeah, time. of course it's a different generation and, and having one job and keeping it all your life was the way to go. Um and and for me I I I, I was stressed about having a, a, a good job and trying to literally work for my retirement. Um and and I I should have just like told myself you know it's okay you don't have to worry about any of that because everything is going to be fine you find a way you always find a way and we and I did find, find a way I always find a way
1: that's those are good points to make because my you know so many of us have kids that are in high school or graduated and going to college or just trying to figure it out and it's it is incredibly stressful for these poor kids. And so I think that's good to hear. I'm gonna, my son is um, actually in my house right now looking for a new career and I'm gonna go in and tell him what you two just said. Okay, here's my last question. And I love this question. If you had a magic wand, what would you wish for the world?
2: (laughs) Seb Seb wanted to say world peace and do a Miss Miss America um, speech. Yeah, I, I think that's so, that's so cliche, and that's so, uh... my, right? No, my one would, um, unite religion into one, just have one religion. If there must be one, and I think that would, that would eradicate that would eradicate a lot of problems. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh... have you
1: seen a lot, Have you, from all your travels, have you noticed, have you experienced a lot of the issues going on between the different, different religious groups?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, you see, you 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 go to uh, countries like uh, well, okay, Russia has an Orthodox uh, problem influencing the politics. So there, and I'm talking from the perspective of LGBT, it's very very uh, controversial to be gay. You go further into countries where uh, Islam has a strong influence, like in the Middle East, Malaysia, Indonesia. There, it's, it's it's illegal in most places to be gay, and it's a death the death sentence in some countries, um, yeah. then r- 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 India is a bit different. It's, it's illegal to be gay there, but they're, they're challenging it now. Uh, they actually did overturn yeah. it and then they brought it back and now they're trying to get it away again, that law. It's it's uh, it's more of a traditional society, more than religion. But you do see um, a, a difference in, in culture, definitely. But in wow. the culture, yeah. it's, it's roots in the religion. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be fascinating, you know, because we'd read about it, but to actually travel and meet people who um, are experience, experiencing it, I think would be absolutely fascinating. Okay, you guys, well, thank you. So this has been so much fun and enlightening for so many of us, and hopefully it's inspired some people to take that leap and and start designing the life that you really want to have. So, Stefan and Sebastian, how can people learn more about you?
2: Um, well, thanks for having us with, Check us out on Nomadic Boys. is our tagline on all our social media, and that's our blog, nomadicboys.com. And we'd love to connect with you guys on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Come check us out. Let's connect.
1: Come check them out. And, of course, if you guys, for whatever reason, forget to write that down or aren't able to write it down, it's on my website, verity.com forward slash show. Just find this episode, and their links will be there for you guys. Next week, Brilliant. we're going to have Furly. Furly is so much fun, just like these two. So you want to come back because Furly is with Berlicious Enterprises, and she's going to be talking all about resilience and confidence. So you want to head back with to listen to, to that conversation. And anyway, as we always end, just a reminder about the gratitude attitude. Remember to tell one person at least per day, someone who you love, what you appreciate about them, what you are grateful for, and let them remember Huge. how special they are, right? Isn't that a good tip, you guys?
2: In That's fact, a brilliant tip. I love that.
1: <laughs> All right. So, everyone, you can learn more and you can find out about the latest episodes by following me on Facebook and the app site, me, at, sign, Dory Verity, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for being here.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Midori.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show with Midori Verity. We hope you've enjoyed the show and want to share the love by passing on our web address, midoriverity.com forward slash show to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous shows. This has been a Midori Verity International Production. Join us next time on the Kick-Ass Relationship Show to add passion and fun to enjoy the most extraordinary relationship and life.